The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. LeBron takes it in, kicks it out, Schroeder, Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Wednesday, April 12th, and from our tremendous core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Steve Ashburner. And Ash, we had a fun one last night. Let the play-in games begin. Um, some is some were more exciting than others, uh, and some were cleaner than others. The first game and the Eastern Conference side of things, the Miami Heat lost to the Atlanta Hawks. As the Hawks roll through 116-105, we'll get to that game in just a second. But we are going to start with the nightcap, the Los Angeles Lakers with a win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. 108-102. That one went into overtime, and the end of regulation was wild. Uh, LeBron James with a game-tying three. Uh, Dennis Schroeder with another one. Some fouls by Anthony Davis. Big game by Mike Conley Jr. for the Minnesota Timberwolves. A, a lot of moving parts in that one, um, but as I said, the Lakers end up winning it by six points, and Minnesota was, of course, without Rudy Gobert. They were already without Jaden McDaniels. Uh, no Nas Reed. Uh, Anthony Davis with a big game, 24-15-4, while LeBron James had 30 points, 10 rebounds. Second three, he'll try to tie right here. This is very reminiscent of that three he made against Golden State. Let's dig into this one, in particular on the Lakers side of things. A little bit of a collapse by Minnesota was not the cleanest of games. 
on either side. But what did you see out of this Lakers team as they were able to piece things together enough down the stretch to get a win? Hi, Sarah. Um, you know, everything seems to be going the Lakers uh, way these days, and and the fans need to be pretty happy about that. Um, you know, they were on the ropes in this game. Um, you know, had they not been able to come back and uh, and take it away from the Timberwolves, um, who knows what it would have meant as they headed into, you know, obviously they have another chance on uh, on Friday, but, you know, that's a whole different situation if you're now faced with you know true elimination when you uh, when you were the seventh uh, seventh team or seventh eighth uh, playing and um, you know they got free agents coming up that they would have to look at probably a little bit harder um, if if this did not work out I, now my goodness um, they snagged the seventh seed they've got days off to prepare for the first round the first round opponent is the Memphis Grizzlies and. That's a much more advantageous uh, foe to face than a best of seven right now. I mean, compared to the Denver Nuggets, I mean, that's who Minnesota or whomever they uh, lose to Friday, if that happens, um, have to face. I mean, that's number one seed. Memphis is, you know, they're hobbled. They don't have Steven Adams. They won't and don't have uh, Brandon Clark. They've had, you know, turmoil of their own, and, and it's, it's too soon to say whether they have gelled uh, in the wake of that, um, I just think it's a, I think it's a, a great situation for the Lakers. They're now on the side of the bracket where, you know, they would then face the, um, uh, you know, the winner of Golden State and Sacramento, and and there are reasons to think that they would do okay or you know could could possibly advance past that. So you know, the Lakers really, um, you know, by taking care of business, Anthony Davis's late foul. Notwithstanding, Anderson looks for the open man. It's a three off, and it's a foul on Anthony Davis. And Anthony contesting. Davis. I call those brain cramps, just to be a little more. Uh, um, I like that. You know, I like that. Acceptable. Yeah, but um, you know, no, it was it was a it was a great resilient performance late, and that's kind of what this Lakers seasons this Lakers season has been. They picked themselves up off the floor of their miserable start and their injuries, and they they reconfigured the roster. Um, you know, Rob Palenka probably deserves some consideration on that uh, executive of the year ballot. Maybe not top, but somewhere on there. And um, you know, it's it's you know for Laker fans, and there are many many of them. This is uh, this is this is sitting about as well as as they could have hoped. Yeah, and you you do have a lot of Lakers fans excited about what the potential could be, even at this point. Darvin Ham, I think, pushing some of the right buttons as well. Uh, removed D'Angelo Russell out of the lineup for a, a little bit of the stretch there in the fourth quarter after having a rough yes, night. There were solid performers off the bench from Schroeder, from Rui Hachimura. Uh, and, and so overall for this group, kind of trying to figure out with some of the new pieces, as we've talked about with Jared Vanderbilt, what Austin Reeves has started to put together, how they fit in with the performances of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And, and you touched on a little bit with their chances against Memphis. It's going to be interesting to see, though, on the flip side of things. With Minnesota, what happens? We have the uh, 9 and 10 play-in games here taking place tonight as the Oklahoma City will play at the New Orleans Pelicans. So the Minnesota Timberwolves 
will play the winner of that on Friday to then take the eighth seed and uh, see who will play the Denver Nuggets. In the meantime, let's flip over to the Eastern Conference side of things. As I had mentioned, uh, Miami Heat hosting the Atlanta Hawks. And I think by all accounts, there was already a little bit of speculation of, man, could the Miami Heat give the Boston Celtics a tough first round series as we've seen in the past. And Atlanta came through and they were rolling. They handled this one, give Quinn Snyder a lot of credit took over in that head coaching job, just 21 games remaining in the season. Trey Young had a solid night, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. DeJounte Murray with 18 points, 5 rebounds. They had 4 players off the bench that were in double figures. Murray, the jumper, short, rebound again. The Hawks have it. Collins scores in the foul. Atlanta advances to the NBA playoffs. Atlanta was physical. Uh, they pounded the glass. They were excellent on the offensive rebounding in terms of translating that into second chance points, dominant in the paint. Uh, what jumped out to you about this Hawks team and one that I think we've had a lot of question marks throughout the course of you know, this season and, and what they could do? Can they start to put things together at some point as they'll now get set to play the Boston Celtics in that two seed? Well, I mean, obviously the rebounding was, um, you know, uh, startling how lopsided that was. I think it, what was it, uh, sixty something to thirty nine, and 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 the um, Miami Heat got uh, manhandled. And they're the team that prides itself on their toughness and their preparedness and their conditioning and and you know Heat culture. And it was it was you know glaringly absent. Bay lines it up, too strong. Offensive rebound, Collins bounces for Bay. It's the same highlight over and over again for the Hawks. I don't know that we we learned that much more about Atlanta, except that their talent showed out. Um, they've got scores, and they were not bothered by that notion of heat culture to go into Miami and and take care of business. Um, you know, Trey Young has his disparagers. Uh, he played, I thought, a you know a, a, a pretty reasonable game. Trying to bring this lead to twenty. I'm not so sure that that Miami has it in them even to beat the uh, 9-10 winner. Um, You know, this seems like, you know, a a fizzle at the end for the Heat. And, you know, we'll see. You know, there's pride that kicks in and expectations, and they'll be the home team against uh, Chicago or Toronto. But I just thought it was a a revealing or maybe a confirming uh, outcome uh, in, in terms of what Miami hasn't been this season. You know, good for Atlanta. Um, they're going to have their hands full with, with Boston. That's a team that went to the finals and wants to go back. Uh, we'll see how much their, uh, their firepower can, can bother the Celtics. Quinn Snyder gets a lot of props for this because of the change in him coming in. And I know a lot of postgame questions, you know, focused on the change in Atlanta with, with, with him at the helm. But, um, you know, I really think this was, uh, Miami opened the door wide for the Hawks on, on that game last night. Yeah, and Atlanta jumped on that quick. As you'd mentioned, we've talked about the other play-in games between the 9 and 10 seeds are taking place tonight. Chicago at Toronto, Oklahoma City at the New Orleans Pelicans. First game will be at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, and the second one, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. But, Ash, we've been talking about it all season, the speculation, the the expectations. Who is going to win all of these end-of-season awards? Your ballots are about to be revealed to us right after the break. 
The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NBA Pulse, welcome back. Sarah Kustak joined by Steve Ashburner. And Ash, I'm excited because you got a lot of pieces dropping have already yesterday, today, this week about um, who you are picking for some of these awards or ballots are being revealed. Uh, so take us in, open up, open up those envelopes for us. <laughs> who, who did who did you pick uh, for for some of these awards? Well, you know, a couple of them were um, not too not too challenging. I mean, a coach of the year, I would not be surprised. Uh, if uh, if Mike Brown wind, winds up um, for the job he did in Sacramento being the unanimous uh, coach of the year winner. I think that he's head and shoulders above the other candidates. Obviously, other coaches did good work, um, I, but I had him at the top of my ballot. It wasn't, it wasn't hard at all. Um, I had Mark Dagno from OKC at second, and I put Joe Missoula because I still think, you know, it was a long time ago, but he stepped into a real um, – Maelstrom and and the 
taking over that team. Any, everything had a chance to go sideways with the M.A. Adoka um, situation. And, you know, I, he started out unbelievably well. And then he, he took some knocks and had some learning to do. And that team responded. And they're essentially right back where they, where they wanted to be, you know, but for one spot on the, in the seating. And so I put Joe Mazzula on third. Uh, rookie of the year also, not a lot of drama as far as I'm concerned. I tracked the rookies all season long on our rookie ladder. And uh, Paulo Banquero, to me, in Orlando, did a wire-to-wire rookie, um, rookie of the year performance. Banquero still on fire. He has the stats. He had the role, he had the confidence, he had the work ethic. And while it got tighter later in the uh, year with Jalen Williams, who I put second, and Walker Kessler, I don't think Bankero was ever really challenged. So those those were the easy ones. So you got the coach of the year, the rookie of the year. Let's talk about the ones that seem to me to be a little more challenging. The MVP, the defensive player of the year, sixth man of the year. Those are the ones that have really intrigued me where you went in which direction with your ballots. Well, let's go in inverse order, right? Everybody puts that MVP as uh, your, your biggest award. So um, to me, the, uh, the sixth man, I, I guess I'm a little bit of a, um, a one-man lobby for looking at guys that aren't just your instant offense players when you're looking at sixth men. I like guys that come in and, you know, sometimes defenders, sometimes, you know, I, I just think the big men, you know, they deserve some some credit too, which is a, a long way of saying I voted for Bobby Portis uh, as my sixth okay. man of the year. I thought okay. he came very close to a double-double, um, you know, with a good team. He, 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 he spared, you know, minutes for uh, both Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and, um, you know, that, that, Helps Milwaukee all year long. It helps them now as they head to the playoffs, so they don't have anybody who's too worn down. Bobby Portis, to me, was in a, he's clearly a, an emotional leader of that team. They rally around him. Portis on a three. He wants to celebrate. And so I put him ahead of Malcolm Brogdon, who did a fine job with the Boston Celtics. He was a, an exclusive bench player. He didn't he didn't start, um, but I mean he ran that that Celtics offense when he was on the floor as if he was a starter. And uh, I, I don't have any nits to pick with Brogdon's performance. I just think that when you're, you're averaging, you know, 9.6 rebounds, that's, that's a, an extra boost. And, um, you know, there's only been one six-man of the year that, that uh, averaged more rebounds, and that was Roy Tarpley a lifetime ago for Dallas. So I went with, uh, I went with Portis, Brogdon, and my third choice was Norman Powell because I do think at 17 points a game he did sort of fit that uh, – you know, green light off the bench, you know, let it fly um, tradition of uh, six men. Defense player of the year, uh, again, it, to me, it came down. I know that I saw some late support for Evan Mobley. He was number three on my ballot, but I thought that it came down almost the entire season to either Brooke Lopez in Milwaukee or Jaron Jackson Jr., who may end up winning. There's a lot of support for him as well. My speed bump with Jaron Jackson Jr. was his tendency to foul. And that, that does multiple things. It takes him off the floor too much. He only played 28, a little over 28 minutes a game, which if he does win this award, would be the second fewest in the awards history. All right. You need to be on the floor for a defensive player. I mean, that's 20 minutes a game, essentially, that he's not around for his team. So a lot of things can go wrong during that time. They're a, they're a much more average defensive team when he's not on the floor and it's too many minutes. 
Uh, the other thing, when you foul a lot, you put your, the other team in the bonus. That leads to points. Your, your fouls themselves send your opponents to the foul line. That's points. That's directly contrary to what a defensive player of the year should be doing. It, you know, don't contribute to the other team scoring. So I thought Lopez, um, the, the, the staggering volume of shots that he contested in that Milwaukee defense. Now, there's drop zone or the drop coverage. I get that. But he was a, a different defender this year. He came out more. He switched some. He he was more mobile and um, just plays. Obviously, he's huge, right? He's seven feet and I don't know what, 275. But he plays so smart defensively. And I think it sets up everything else. They got a real symbiotic relationship there with other defenders on that team. But pretty much Brooke Lopez is the uh, is the key to it all. So he was my choice there. I like oh, it. and then drum MVP. Roll. Yeah, I guess I should <laughs> drum roll. Yeah, you, you save the best. Um, you save. I don't know if you save the best for last, but the one that uh, we have talked about most throughout the course of the season. I feel like we started talking about this in the preseason. I voted for Embiid last year, and I decided I'm going to I'm going to keep voting for him until the other voters get it right. I I thought he was he was worthy of this award last year, and and I think he's certainly a war, uh, uh, worthy of it this year. The work he did, yes, he has James Harden at his side. Uh, that's a big help, but it was a different James Harden. I think Embiid, with with a second straight scoring title, playing center in 2023. Embiid driving, spinning, fading, hitting! 1.1 to go! Absolutely unstoppable! I mean, I think that's indicative of the uh, the, the skill package. That he has, um, you know, he played more games. He, I think, he pushed himself for this team, and and frankly, yes, for this award um, more than ever before in his career. And and I think that that was uh, it's worth rewarding that with a vote. Tremendous talents and skills uh, to choose from in the MVP conversation as for all of these awards. Ash, as I said before, you can read um, all your pieces that are posting this week about your ballot reveal on a variety of other awards that will be given here at the end of the season. As always, we appreciate your time and we look forward to seeing you again. Sarah, thank you for having me. It's always great to talk with you. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.